April 23rd. And we turn our attention now to today's reading in the New Testament. And we'll be reading the book of Luke, chapter 21, verse 29, through chapter 22, verse 13. Let's uh, take a look at what's going on here. As a boy of 12, Jesus discussed the word in the temple. And he spent the last week before his death teaching the word in his father's house. He was hated by the religious leaders, and the temple was a den of thieves. But needy people were there, and Jesus taught them. He was quick to seize the opportunity, and the people were always glad to hear him. As we get into chapter 22 of the book of Luke, we will see Satan in the temple. Judas was energized by Satan when he made his arrangement with the religious leaders. Satan is a liar, the father of lies, there is no truth in him, and he's a murderer as well. He helped Judas uh, with his deception. But Satan deceived Judas as well, as he usually does to all that follow him. And the former disciple ended up a suicide. It is dangerous indeed to make any deals with the devil. And we'll see Satan in the upper room as we conduct our reading today in the New Testament. Satan now had already controlled Judas, but he had to ask for permission to sift the disciple and to tempt Peter as well. See, Satan is not all-powerful, and he must obey the limits set by the Lord. The apostles had experienced some great blessings that evening, but danger was also very near. Be on your guard when you've had a rich spiritual experience, for Satan is about to attack. And especially beware when you're trying to decide who is the greatest. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. April 23rd, Luke chapter 21, verse 29, through chapter 22, verse 13. Then he, Jesus gave them this illustration. Notice the fig tree, or any other tree. When the leaves come out, you know without being told that summer is near. Just so, when you see the events I've described taking place, you can be sure that the kingdom of God is near. I assure you, this generation will not pass from the scene until all these events have taken place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will remain forever. Watch out! Don't let me find you living in careless ease and drunkenness and filled with the worries of this life. Don't let that day catch you unaware, as in a trap. For that day will come upon everyone living on the earth. Keep a constant watch and pray that, if possible, you may escape these horrors and stand before the Son of Man. Every day Jesus went to the temple to teach, and each evening he returned to spend the night on the Mount of Olives. The crowds gathered early each morning to hear him. The festival of unleavened bread, which begins with the Passover celebration, was drawing near. The leading priests and teachers of religious law were actively plotting Jesus' murder. But they wanted to kill him without starting a riot, a possibility they greatly feared. Then Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve disciples, and he went over to the leading priests and captains of the temple guard to discuss the best way to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted that he was ready to help them, and they promised him a reward. 
So he began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus, so they could arrest him quietly when the crowds weren't around. Now the festival of unleavened bread arrived when the Passover lambs were sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John ahead and said, Go and prepare the Passover meal, so we can eat together. Where do you want us to go? they asked him. He replied, As soon as you enter Jerusalem, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. At the house he enters, say to the owner, The teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will take you upstairs to a large room that is already set up. That is the place. Go ahead and prepare our supper there. They went off to the city and found everything just as Jesus had said, and they prepared the Passover supper there. This comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I'm here with Daniel Walker, better known as DW to the Brothers in the Ministry. Right now, Daniel's working at Copeland. That gives him the ability to cast vision to the brothers in second and third phase and allows them, as well as his family, to see the transformation made possible only through Jesus. I always see DW pouring into brothers and having one-on-ones with them. And like Barnabas, I always see him encouraging others whenever possible. Now, not only has Daniel given everything that he has to the ministry and the brothers, but his family as well have helped out in a multitude of ways, especially helping take care of the animals through the ministry. Thank you, Daniel, for being with me today, buddy. I love you. It's a pleasure, brother. Thanks for having me. So uh, how many places have you tried before coming to the refuge? Um, I've actually been to nine places prior to the refuge. What places were those? I've been to Connecticut, Danbury, Connecticut. I've been to um, Falmouth Treatment Center, Cincinnati Cat House, Mason Treatment Center, um, Suboxone Clinic, Methadone Clinic, a um, couple other ones along the way, nine total, um, but nothing like this. This is actually the first faith-based place that I've ever been in, which is awesome. So you said faith-based. What was the one thing that was missing then from those places that you found here at the refuge? And the main thing, Brandon, what I found here is everything. It's it's God. It's uh, it's that void that has not been filled till I came here. It's that void that we're constantly searching for something the whole time. Every rehab I came out of, you might be on more medicine. You might have to do this. You might still a void that's there that was never filled. I'm filled with the love of Jesus Christ. And it's awesome. It gives me that comfort and peace that passes all understanding. Amen. So what's been the most helpful thing that's helped you grow through the ministry, Daniel? Mm, good question. I'd probably say what helped me grow the most is probably the struggles. It's not an easy place to be, you know. If we're not going through it, we're growing through it. And in here, man, it's had some things happen. All brothers know, third phase, that caused me to set back a little bit. But in that time, man, is when I really remembered what I came in for and what I'm doing and uh, really pressed into the word that much harder and it's allowed me to grow from that so yeah definitely the struggles man have drawn me closer to him so I know you said the struggles there so you feel like your brothers were an active part with the accountability correct oh absolutely and I know that you appreciate that uh maybe not at the time but I definitely do now 
That's awesome, buddy. What are your plans then uh, after you complete the refuge? After I complete, Brandon, I'm going back to um, Cincinnati. I'm going back there Sunday after the graduation. I'm in line, got my own business running. I've been in business since 2006, but some things have happened, obviously, along the way and coming into the refuge. i got to get some paperwork taken care of, so once that's taken care of, I'll be up and running. So within the first month or two, I'll be back and back in good shape. And how do you plan on applying the things that you've learned through this process to your life with your family or your work or just life in general? Probably, I mean, what I've learned here, just uh, just working at the companies here, basically a lot like Kyle Copeland is doing. It's been a great opportunity to get to go there and see how he's running a business there, hiring guys such as ourselves, guys that's just on fire for God. My biggest thing is a way to stay connected and a way to uh, run the business. I'm going to hire guys like us. We come up, see if some guys be interested in coming back and working on the weekend, going to church, hanging out in Cincinnati. Definitely want to do something like that to stay connected. My Bible verse for you, Daniel, is go therefore and make disciples of all nations. You are a true disciple maker. You take it a level above. It doesn't say go and be a disciple. It says go and make disciples. So I know you got good things going for you after this. And you're going to make God, your family, ministry, and Jesus very proud. Amen, bro. I appreciate that, Brandon, because you know as well as I do, where God guides, God provides, man, and that's what it's all about. That's ultimately our first job is to go out and make disciples of all nations, so absolutely, man. I look forward to doing that, man, just bringing all glory to God. I love you, Daniel. I love you, brother. Our reading today is in Psalm 90, verse 1, through chapter 91, verse 16. The somber tone of this psalm suggests that Moses may have written it when the nation rebelled in unbelief at Kadesh Barnea. God announced that everybody 20 years old and older would die within the next 40 years. No wonder Moses prayed, so teach us to number our days. We number our years, but it is wiser according to Scripture to number our days, for that's how we live, one day at a time. Life is brief, like the changing of the guard, or taking a nap or mowing the lawn. In the camp of Israel, a twenty-year-old would not live beyond sixty, and the older people would never make it to eighty. It was a funeral march for forty long years. Now, in light of eternity, life is brief no matter how long you live here, and you need God's help to use your days wisely and joyfully. There is real satisfaction in doing God's will. Psalm chapter 90, verse 1, through chapter 91, verse 16. A prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, through all the generations, you have been our home. Before the mountains were created, before you made the earth and the world, you were God without beginning or end. You turn people back to dust, saying, Return to dust. For you a thousand years are as yesterday. They are like a few hours. You sweep people away like dreams that disappear. Or like grass that springs up in the morning. In the morning it blooms and flourishes, but by evening it is dry and withered. We wither beneath your anger. We are overwhelmed by your fury. You spread out our sins before you, our secret sins, and you see them all. We live our lives beneath your wrath. 
we end our lives with a groan. Seventy years are given to us. Some may even reach eighty. But even the best of these years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they disappear, and we are gone. Who can comprehend the power of your anger? Your wrath is as awesome as the fear you deserve. Teach us to make the most of our time, so that we may grow in wisdom. O Lord, come back to us. How long will you delay? Take pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, so we may sing for joy to the end of our lives. Give us gladness in proportion to our former misery. Replace the evil years with good. Let us see your miracles again. Let our children see your glory at work. And may the Lord our God show us His approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare of the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I am trusting Him. For He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from the fatal plague. He will shield you with His wings. He will shelter you with His feathers. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor fear the dangers of the day, nor dread the plague that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. But you will see it with your eyes. You will see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you, no plague will come near your dwelling. For He orders His angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you with their hands to keep you from striking your foot on a stone. You will trample down lions and poisonous snakes. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. I will satisfy them with a long life and give them my salvation. Proverbs chapter 13, verses 24 and 25. If you refuse to discipline your children, it proves you don't love them. If you love your children, you will be prompt to discipline them. The godly eat to their heart's content, but the belly of the wicked goes hungry.